The Monday Rewind. Welcome to The Rewind. Coming up, we've got Davy Fitzgerald on relegation and Eamon Fitzmaurice on their first loss to Monaghan in 27 years. We'll also hear from golfer Kevin Phelan on his second top five finish of the year. And we look ahead to Leinster's Champions Cup quarterfinal with Bath. That's a game you can hear live on Off the Ball. But there is only one place to start and it is true that sometimes a draw can feel like a win. One all with Poland at the Aviva. An injury time strike from Shane Long doing the trick and getting us a draw and keeping us alive in this group. Let's hear from some of those involved. It'll probably come down to the wire. It'll probably come down to the last couple of games and you know it's had to be a loss tonight and it would have been a you know, big blow for us of course but we've still got a lot of games to go and who knows what that point's going to do at the end of the campaign but it was, it was a massive point. I think. Happy with the, you know, certainly getting the, the goal at the end and, and getting a point. We certainly deserved it. There's no question about it. Uh, would have been a travesty if we didn't. If we didn't get something out again. It took us a while to, to get into him, and I think the gaff had changed the shape a little bit. And ever since then, we were right in the game. You know, we'd have been very disappointed not to come away with a draw out of that, even though we did nick it at the end. But uh, thought we caused them all sorts of problems in the second half, and we could have even got the win. It would have been a shame tonight, for us anyway, I'm talking about, if we had not got something out of that game. It keeps it alive, it's difficult, we've got game, big, big match now against Scotland, probably have to win it, and if we if we show the same ability, commitment and drive and determination as we, show in, uh, as we showed in the second half, there's no reason why we can't do that. Brady, sold Wilson short, and Pesco scores! It was a goal could have avoided. I think we've, we've sort of our own doing in the corner. We could have cleared it a couple of times. And to be fair to the guy, he's, he's, he probably couldn't hit it any better. It's, it's flew off his foot and um, it's gone past me in a blur. So it's, it's really, he's really connected with it. You know, he's had a true strike on it. And, but we're just disappointed in the way it's come around. You know, I think it could have been avoided. Most important thing was, although we've given away the goal, we're still in the match. And, we, and, and we, I think we felt at half time that we hadn't performed maybe to the ability that, that we possess in the side. And I think those were the things. It's important to keep belief. You know, that, that, that belief is so important. And I know that the players, whatever you say about them, they will give absolutely everything for the cause. We've scored late goals now in Georgia, we scored a late goal in Germany, and we scored a late goal here. And so that says something about the character of the team. I know these words are well and truly overused, uh, but we certainly have that. We possess that. We might, there might be a few other things that might be missing, but we possess that. Maybe showed them a little bit too much respect. I think we dropped off a little bit too much, but then you see the, the difference in the second half. They couldn't get, couldn't get out of their own half. They had no chance, I think, to had one corner maybe in the game. But the second half, you know, full credit to the players. We showed a lot of, a lot of character, a lot of heart. To, you know, you've seen the, the desperation for, for us to get back into that game. And unlucky a couple of times just before that. We had got an earlier goal, I think. You know, we would put a lot of pressure on them. I think we probably would have gone and probably, probably nicked it. Uh, hit the post with the cross from Robbie and then my header. Uh, had to keep us safe, I pushed onto the post. So maybe we got an earlier goal, it would have been a different game. As Brady lifts it in and they go right in on top of the goalkeeper but the ball drifts wide anyway but it is a corner yeah goalkeeper didn't look comfortable there did he with a lot of pressure on him a lot of high players coming in to get close to Fabiazzi who felt that he was fouled and you said unlucky on the equaliser why unlucky I think there should be a free kick on me uh, but then the referee decided in a, in a different way so I think uh, yeah a bit unlucky right corner all the way out towards Hulan Shane Long show from Ireland and it's the substitute who's performed the rescue act I think that James McLean coming on uh, gave us a, a, an extra impetus just for that moment or two when perhaps maybe that we we, we looked as if we might be losing it and, and Poland maybe 
were stabilising themselves and then Shane coming on and scoring the goal. I'm absolutely delighted. Delighted with the performance. Delighted. And But there were some players who had started the game. I thought they had big second-half performances as well. This is the Rewind on News Talk. In there you heard from Shea Given, Robbie Keane, goal scorer Shane Long, manager Martin O'Neill and Poland goalkeeper Lukas Fabianski who claims he was fouled in the build-up to the goal. The result leaves us on eight points. Germany who beat Georgia yesterday in Scotland who won 6-1 at home to Gibraltar are on 10 Poland lead the way on 11. We face Scotland at the Aviva on June 13th. Now, former Ireland international Ray Houghton was on commentary duty for Sky last night. He joined us on News Talk Breakfast. I started by asking him, what did we do wrong at the beginning of the game and what did we improve on as the match went on? I think uh, the pace of the game was a bit slow in the first half. I thought we were a bit predictable in what we were trying to do. I even thought at times that the players were a bit maybe overawed playing against Poland instead of taking the game to them and sort of sat back. But the tempo in the second half was much quicker. I thought the players played the ball forward into good areas, but a lot more crosses into the box, pressurised the Polish defence. And ultimately, we got the goal that we deserved. I thought the second half, we were by far the better side. Was that down to tactical changes from the manager? Houlihan seemed to get on the ball an awful lot more in the second half. And then the introduction of McLean seemed to really up the tempo. Yeah, when James came on, he actually went very direct, didn't he? Uh, I thought uh, Olkowski, the, the right fullback uh, for Poland, wasn't really tested. You know, it, was a, it was a comfortable first half for him. He'd only played eight uh, matches pr- uh, prior to last night. And I think we really needed someone to get at him. And James did that when he came on. He was very direct. He had the pace to get beyond him. His form for Wigan has been very good this season. And he got a lot of good balls into good areas, which... Uh, allowed the likes of Walters to try and go on the end of it. Robbie Keane was unfortunately a couple of opportunities. Um, but, you know, all it was was that the tempo was better. I thought Robbie Brady got higher up the pitch. Uh, Seamus Coleman was a lot more attack-minded in the second half, certainly than the first. As you say, Wes was getting on the ball a little bit more. I thought Wes could have passed it a little bit quicker. I thought he just tried to do a little bit too much when he was in possession at times, but he was always a threat. And we were much more of a threat in the second half. And, but Poland began to tire. Um, I thought they put a lot of energy into the first half, closing down Ireland and stopping them playing. In the second half, they couldn't do that often enough, which allowed Ireland to get forward a lot more. And then it's the best atmosphere I've heard at uh, the Aviva Stadium for a, for a football match. I thought it was an incredible night that way. And the fans really helped the players and the players kept going and you know, got the goal from Shane Long in the end. Is this the template to take forward to that Scotland game, the next qualifier on June 13th, the way we set up in the second half and the way we played in the second half? Yeah, I think so. I think that's when we look much better, don't we? we, When we are really on the front foot, taking the game to the opposition. And I think we'll try and do that against Scotland. Scotland got a slight advantage over Ireland at the moment, obviously because they won the game at Celtic Park in November. And if it was to go down to -to head-to-head, I think you know they'll have an advantage that way. So it's usually important that we start quick we we have a real tempo about us. And you've got to remember, the, the lads hadn't been together since November the 18th, I think it was, when they last played the USA. So it was a long time away. And here again, you know, our next match isn't until we play England in June in a friendly before we got the, the all-important qualifier against Scotland. So, yeah, a few things can go right or wrong in the meantime. You know, players maybe not having a you know, good end to the season. Confidence might not be high from that point of view. But uh, I was delighted with the second half and hopefully... You know, we can play with that same spirit and determination and desire when uh, we play against Scotland. Finally, uh, uh, Ray Ivan, uh, would you start with Robbie Keane? Has he reached a point maybe at the autumn of his career that he's more of an impact sub? 
Well, he might be. I mean, Robbie would be the first to tell you that uh, he's not a natural number nine. He's not the lone striker. And I think there was a few eyebrows raised when he started last night in that position. I think he's far better in the two. But Robbie done a lot better in the second half. I mean, he wasn't a real threat in the first. But in the second, he picked up some good positions. You know, he had the header, which was uh, saved uh, by Fabianski onto the post and just went wide. Uh, Shane Long came on, though, and just showed with a bit of power, pace and direction. You know, and he was in the right place at the right time to finish off. So Martin's got a few decisions to make when the Scotland game comes around. That's Ray Houghton speaking to Ivan Yates and I on News Talk Breakfast about Ireland's one-all draw with Poland at the Aviva on Sunday. Now still to come, Pro 12 and Champions Cup rugby and Eamon Fitzmaurice talks about Kerry losing to Monaghan. They now head to Tyrone needing a win to ensure they stay in the top flight next weekend. First though, in hurling, Tipperary had a six-point win over Offaly in the Alliance League quarter-final uh, in Tullamore yesterday, it was quite a windy day. One sixteen to 13 points, the final score. It was a victory at a cost, though. Seamus Callan, who had scored 1-6, was sent off after a tangle with Offaly's fullback. Cahill Barrett was sent off late on for a second yellow, while Kieran Bergen picked up an ankle injury. The early indications are that he'd be out for six weeks. After the game, I got the analysis of ex-tip goalkeeper and former Leinster Club Championship winning manager with Offaly side Kulderi, Ken Hogan. Plenty of talking points, particularly in the second half. Tipperary totally in control. O'Sheen in the first half played fine hurling. Magnificent goal from Shamie Callan. You know, escaped the attention of Dermot Short. Brilliant, uh, a very awkward angle. Tremendous goal. But then the second half just descended into a farce, really. You know, uh, poor refereeing, in my opinion. I've got to be very straight about it. Um, Shamie Callan, you know, receiving a straight red just after half time. I thought of the thing in Notting. Uh, Shane Dowling suffered the same fate against Offaly. Uh, you know, the previous game, uh, straight right after two minutes, involved with the full-back as well. Did you so, see what happened? Because I didn't. Well, I didn't see what happened. Um, obviously, he conferred with the umpires. Cahill Barrett had picked up a very harmless uh, yellow card. I didn't know what it was around the first half. It looked very harmless, uh, you know, uh, just seemed a simple enough foul. And then uh, it, it descended into a situation where Kieran Bergen received a very serious injury and was stretchered off, you know, midway through the second half. He was having a tremendous game. And often he got back to it, you know, some fine pints from Shane... Uh, Dooley and Brian Carroll brought him back into the game and you know Offaly you know no fault of Offaly they, they can take heart from the point of view that they battled away in the second half and then Tipperary eventually ending up with 13 men in a very you know difficult scenario in the last 10 minutes when you were without uh, two of your most prominent players and Kieran Bergen obviously gone as well so um, I'm just thankful to be out of the game I'm disappointed at the fact that maybe Kieran Bergen could be seriously injured which which would you know he's, play, he's playing very well this year and also the fact that Shamie Callan if he receives uh, a ban will be out of the league semi-final and maybe out for longer. So, um, some plenty to ponder on for Tipperary. It was a messy type of a game, uh, poor atmosphere. You know, only four thousand at a national league quarter final was a very poor turnout. And overall, you know, it, it left a sort of a sour taste in the mouth. Oshin, what did Tip learn from the second half? Because they were down to fourteen for the bulk of it. They were down to thirteen towards the end, and they only scored two points. As we were saying at the break, they mightn't have actually learned too much if they'd cruised on. Like they had in the first half, they were one fourteen to four up at the break. But uh, in the second half, they kind of had to fight it out. They had to be clever. Yeah, they had to fight it out, and Tip are very clever, you know. And they have some fantastic hurlers. And you know, Eamon's imprint on the Tipperary team, you know, is phenomenal from the point of view of character, work rate, and particularly, you know, standing up when you were most needed. And I think we showed all those traits today. I think uh, he'll be very, very disappointed about losing two players, you know, because Eamon, you know, promotes hurling, 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 speed, skill. You know, he promotes all those, you know, you know, traits in a player. And he'll be very disappointed that Jamie, obviously, playing at the top level, you know, Jamie's playing at the top level of his game, playing outstanding hurling right through the league, 
uh, got unwarranted attention, you know, right throughout the league and took it, took it on the chin. And has never been a player that has been involved in any sort of uh, foul player and like that. And, and you could see how devastated he was when he was when he was uh, uh, put off. So from that point of view, hopefully Tip will recover. I think you know we only scored two points in the second half. How it worked out against the elements, I don't know. We need to be scoring more than that. We missed a few maybe simple chances. Awfully will take heart from the point of view that they they worked hard throughout the game. They're obviously a, a team in transition. Uh, they need to get scores, particularly to get the ball up front. Brian Carroll played in the middle of the field against the breeze. I think that was maybe something that that uh, didn't work out because Brian's a very potent full forward, you know, player line player and has a penchant for scoring a goal. But Offaly needed a goal in this game. It didn't happen. And I suppose Tipperary were comfortable enough winners. Offaly and their fans need to be patient because it looks like it's going to take a long time to build back up. They've been poor at minor grade the last couple of years, poor at under 21 grade the last couple of years. And as we saw today, they have some useful players, but they haven't got what you'd call the intensity to compete with your Corks, Tips, Kilkenny's, etc. Yeah, not yet, not yet. Now, uh, I suppose the, the, the biggest worry, I suppose, from the Offaly point of view is that Brian, Brian Carroll is coming to, you know, he's in the autumn of his career, he's coming to the end of his career, and Shane Dooley as well, you know. So, Offaly have got to keep working. They're a very proud hurling county. But as we emphasised earlier on, Offaly hurling territory is, is, is in Borough. Uh, today's game in Borough would have had a brilliant atmosphere with a great crowd. And, you know, both Tipperary and Offaly supporters obviously, you know, turned their noses up at this game, didn't travel, and more is a pity a National League quarter final. So, uh, Offaly will keep working Brian Whelan's a very proud Offaly man he is the team well organised and nobody can ask any more of that Ken thank you very much cheers Oshin this is the Rewind on News Talk the Premier will meet Waterford in the semi-final on April 19th after the Dacia overcame Galway 20 points to 12 at Walsh Park now All-Ireland minor winner from 2013 Austin Gleeson once again played a starring role from the back and even chipped in with a point from a sideline ball the Mount Sion man spoke to WLRFM's Tomás McCarthy after the match we decided that we're going to go for it and thankfully all the young fellas even are kind of are starting to step up and even with the older fellas like Kevin and Brick they're, they're doing their work and everyone is kind of just buying into it and we're going well thankfully and we, we knew coming down there was going to be a stiff challenge against Galway and uh, we kind of we said our, we said our last week that we're going to go for it and see what happens so we came out the first half and we said with the strong breeze they a very strong breeze we needed to get a couple of scores because we knew they were going to come at us in the second half they came at us and thankfully we kind of we held it together and Kind of a little break and play kind of helped us, I say, a small bit. So, was, thankfully, we got through it. Did you ever hit a sweeter sideline than that? I, I don't know, I doubt it. I doubt it. I kind of had to kind of judge it with the wind, and Dan was kind of helping me. And if I had a, had a kind of a first one, I kind of just hit the post, and I knew the second one what I had to do. So, thankfully, I went over. We believe in everything, we're, we're compacting, we're compacting everything, and we're, we're working like dogs, and that's, that's the main thing that's helping us because we're working. and Every time there's a ball on the ground, there's four or five around, and that's our, that's what we have to do to go well. Tip next, see what happens. We'll, we'll, we'll go up there and see what happens. They're flying. And how are you settling back into the half back line? I suppose you're in the, the wing forward position, but you seem to be like an attacking wing back at times, getting up and pick, popping over a few points. Yeah, I kind of, I knew kind of at the start of the year, it was kind of, they were just kind of saying it to me that I could be back there, and I said, no problem, everyone wants me to play, so. I, I, like, I like it because I like kind of driving forward with the ball and opening my legs so hopefully I'll keep going like that for a year and I'm still here Great to hear the Welsh Park roar back today the fans seem to be really getting behind this team now at the moment Yeah we kind of that's another thing we said at the start of the year 
last year were kind of fans are kind of disappointed how we went and we we said at the start of the year we're trying to get everyone back together with us and thankfully last week down at Wexford there was a good crowd and they were supporting us and today again we, we kind of drove them on and we, them shouting and the Warford cheer really drove us on the second half big time we'll have our hands full with tip they're flying now they're, they're really dominating everyone so they came back against they were 8 or 9 points down against Cork and they came back and turn that around so we're going to have a handful of games going to be 70 minutes long and hopefully we'll stick with him, stick with him and see what happens then This is the Rewind on News Talk and that was Waterford's Austin Gleeson on their win over Galway they go on to meet Tipperary in the semi-final that'll be a real test for the young guns of the Dacia Kilkenny stay in Division 1A following a dramatic win over Clare in the playoff Killian Buckley's point the difference in the end here's Cody and Fitz this was serious. I mean, look, it was, it was a very, very tense, I suppose, situation for both teams because the consequence, it wasn't so much the winning as what it might do for you, but the consequence of losing is what that would do for you. It was going to mean Division 1 being next year, and neither team wanted to do that. And, you know, I thought we played well against the wind. Um, you know, it was a very, very strong win the first half in particular. And we, did, we, we played very well. We had a point down at half time. They had played very well against it as well. So, I mean, for periods it looked as if it, it could be a draw, it could be anything, but it was never going to be a couple of points, two points either way. And, you know, it's a tribute to the character of both teams, I suppose. Both teams stuck manfully at the task and both teams fought to the bitter end. And, you know, good we got, obviously, the point at a fantastic time to win the game where they didn't have time to come back at us and you know in fairness to Killian he showed great responsibility by taking on that taking on the shot and, and, and you know we're, we're, we're happy to have got there We Brian Hogan on analysis with us and off the ball today and he was just talking about how Tony Kelly wasn't really been used in the right areas by Clare in the first half he certainly got at you guys in the second half nine points eight from play he's such a difficult guy to handle when he hits form isn't he an excellent hurler there's no doubt about that Tony is an excellent player um, you know and he he, he went off there maybe about a five or I don't know how long to go short near the end of the game he had an outstanding game there's no doubt about that you know and he's kept doing that and has done it many times but look at um, you know we had to stick with it and keep going and um, and we did that and I suppose now we're just happy to have got our, our just rewards if you like Would you be worried about maybe the amount of ball that was poked away I think your Y count was well into double digits and there were three or four balls dropped short into uh, Pat Donald's hands as well yeah, obviously, we'd, 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 certainly we'd always look at something like that, you know, it's a reflection on you know, the position we had, I suppose, too, yeah. you know, we had a lot of possession, didn't use it, um, you know, to the maximum of times, and but that's, that's as the game went today, I suppose, a, a reflection, too, on, on the, tense, the tension out there as well, but I thought that some of our players were, were outstanding there today as well, you know, and, and as a team that we showed great, because the game did threaten to go away from us a bit at different times, but, you know, we kept coming back, kept coming back, and... We're happy enough now. Finally, Ron, it's a results business, isn't it? I and mean, it just changes the, the complexion of everything. You've won this game, and suddenly you can actually reflect on this year's league with a little more encouragement now. The Ballyhale lads are back. You had the likes of Richie Hogan back today, and you've got Richie Paro and Lark and Jackie Terrell, Michael Rice, all still to come back into this starting 15. So that one-point win, that late score from Killian, and suddenly everything just looks so much rosier. Yeah, well, I mean, if we had lost the game, we would have lost the game and we would be playing Division 1B next year. And like I said last Sunday, even if, you know, Clare come into the National League next year, you know, that would have changed its opportunity for ourselves later. That's something we'd want to be doing. But like as regards, you know, the championship will go ahead and for us now it's in 12 weeks' time and our first game and we just got to prepare for that. And whether we had won or lost, we'd still prepare in the same way. Brian, well done today. Thanks for your time. Good job, thanks. I'm, I absolutely got it. I absolutely got it. I think we're the better team. Uh, today, what fair play to Kilkenny they got there. We hats off to them at the end. You know, we, we've no complaints, but it's, it's disappointing. I, I really felt coming down here we were going to win. I really did.
the first half of the win, possibly making up of it. Yeah, still knew playing against it would be okay because it suits our style and suits the way we play. So I was, I'd have liked two or three points. Like we got the penalty and fuck, we had to go for it. You know, like we're with that storm and it's easy to talk afterwards. I'd love to say no, tap it over the bar, you know, but um, no. Um, a lot of questions answered to everybody today. Dave, apart from moving and positionally, what did you do to get Tony Kelly into the game to influence him like you did in the second half? I don't know what happened out there till it was Um He just managed to get into him himself, so he did. You know, Tony's a great player, so he did. Um, might have tweaked one small little thing, all right, but I won't be telling you what that is. How big a setback is playing in Division 1B next year? Um, I'm sure listen, we're not happy about it, so we're not, but sure. Cork went down there, Limerick went down there, Dublin went down there, you know. Um, I think the whole thing is up for review again, anyhow, so hopefully there'll be a bit of sense seen in it, you know. Um, I don't think that we're a Division 1 B team, but if we have to play there, we won't have a complaint to clear, we'll do what we have to do, no problem. But I'd like to see a bit of common sense thrown into this, and I think Limerick have spent long enough down in Division 1 B as well as Wexford have, you know. I think it's maybe time for a change, you know, but if we have to go down, we'll go down. There's, there's no hassle. It's all about from me onwards, guys. That's when that's when the things start really heating up, you know. And we have worked it out. Be happy with the going into an eight-week break with that sort of performance. No, that you don't. You don't really want an eight-week break. Trust me, because it gets to be a very level playing field in as well. Like, um, like so, we're playing Limerick, so Limerick will have eight weeks. We'll have it. It's really you draw. Like lads will probably get a week off. Um, I'm sure Limerick will probably do the same. And then it's. You're starting again. It's starting a new year again. The base is there, but the hurling in May, June, July will be faster than what we were at there today, sort of. Well, uh, as I said, the only thing we can take out of the last few games of the league, and like you take it, the only poor half an hour I feel we had in the league, 35 minutes, was against Cork. I think the second half against Cork, they absolutely dominated us and were way better than us. But I think you take any other part of the league, whether it was Tipperary, Dublin, Kilkenny the last day, Galway the first day. We, we easily could have got a result. We were there fighting, so we were, you know. So the league was okay, and I'm disappointed to be relegated, but I am I have proud of these lads. I always have been since I took over, and I absolutely so proud of them, but got it today. This is the Rewind on News Talk, and that was Clare manager Davy Fitzgerald and Kilkenny boss Brian Cody speaking to News Talk's Dave McIntyre after yesterday's relegation playoff Kilkenny staying up. In Division 1B, Leash stayed up with a 218 to 113 win over Antrim at O'Moore Park on Saturday night. The Saffrons now meet the winner of the Division 2 final between Kerry and Westmeath in the promotion relegation playoff. In football, Kerry in danger of relegation after their 111 to 10 points defeat to Monaghan in Tralee. Owen Duffy with the goal in the 48th minute for the visitors. Maliki O'Rourke has been talking to Northern Sound. He is, of course, the Monaghan manager. First, though, it's Eamon Fitzmaurice chatting with Radio Kerry's Gary O'Sullivan. Poor display, Gary. Yeah, um, disappointing now to, you know, to have been in a in, in a good position this morning. Um, thinking about possible knockout stages and so on, uh, you're in a position now where you've to kind of uh, avoid relegation again. But um, you know, look, we knew preparing during the week that Monaghan were going to be a very stiff challenge, and uh, I think they harnessed the wind a lot better than we did when they were playing with the breeze. They were effective and accurate. We weren't. The tin wides in the first half, was that the, the stat that's standing out to your ultimate downfall? It was one of the stats, certainly. Um, I don't think we worked hard enough either, but uh, definitely 
you know, the wides were an issue and I think even at times when we were in good positions we were putting in poor ball or we should have carried it on another small bit. We were kicking too early, um, you know, we were kicking it to their sweepers and uh, our decision making just wasn't good enough today and, um, you know, we we know that it was, it was, it was a bad day at the office um, but there's, there's no time to be feeling sorry for ourselves. We just have to get up and get at it again. Um, we're going up to Oman next week, which is going to be a very tough game. Basically, both teams need to win to be guaranteed Division One status. So, um, you know, we were in a similar situation two years ago, and we've to we've to try and go up now and dig a big performance out again. I know you were missing Brian Sheen for the freeze, Eamon, but he, at times he had four different free takers, and, and you know, taking freeze, and none of them really seemed to to to, to, to nail it. But Sheen, of course, would have, but I mean, he wasn't there, so then what could you do without him? No, there wasn't. And look, all the lads are good free takers. It was today was a very difficult day for kicking freeze anyway. Um, of course, and Brian's on the field; he's a specialist. And we saw it against Donegal. He was he was outstanding that day. But um, you know, we were just we just I think aside from freeze and our general play and our kick passing, hand passing, everything, we just weren't accurate enough today for whatever reason. And uh, we have to correct that now in the next the next five or six days. And listen, I suppose you'll have to look back at it, but tactically, just now, do you think you could have done or should have done anything different in the first half or the second half? Um, of course you can. I mean, any time you lose, of course, there's a lot you can do differently. But um, thinking now, I think that, uh, uh, you know, like I said, I, I, I feel that when we were playing with the breeze, we weren't accurate enough. We didn't use it well enough. Um, we had scoring chances that we didn't take, whereas, to be fair to Monaghan, they were very accurate and he, you know, they maximised their scoring um, return, really, in comparison to us. So, it's, uh, you know, it's uh, of course, when we sit down and think about it, there's plenty we could have done differently, but, um, you know, that's for another day. We'll, we'll try and correct that during the week and, like I said, get a big performance for next weekend. But finally, I suppose, Eamon, next weekend it has a sort of a championship half-field, because, I mean, you have to get a result at the end of the day, don't you? Absolutely. It is from now on. It's championship for us. It's as simple as that because it's knockout all the way. If you lose next weekend, there's a good chance you're relegated. If you if you were to advance a league semi final, if results went your way, that's obviously knockout. And then the championships just around the corner as well. So it's it's the championship starts next weekend for us. Simple as that. What a victory! I know it was great, great victory. You know, and we we set our sights on it. You know, all week we we, we uh, thought that if we came down and performed the way we can, we'd give ourselves a great chance, and that's the way it turned out. I suppose no, it was a game. It was a game of two halves, and the, the first half, with uh, you know, facing into that win, we, we had to get our defensive shape right and make sure that Kerry didn't get a get a big lead on us. And the, and the boys did that very well. Kerry kicked a few wides, but they were under pressure all the time. It gave us a platform to, to drive on the second half, and we did that well. You know, we we uh, got a few scores the start of the second half and I thought we played good control football because sometimes even with the wind you can you know if you're not using the ball well it, it doesn't help you that much so no I thought we I thought we used the ball very well and, and uh, got a goal at a crucial time and no just delighted to get the victory Bounce back with three straight wins and as you said one of them's coming down here to the home of the All-Ireland champions and to beat them in their own backyard I think it's Monon's first win over Kerry since 1988 so it's a big scalp for Monon football no, there's no doubt it is, you know, and, and, and there's no point downplaying it because, you know, Kerry are, are a quality team. They're the top team in, in Ireland at the minute, you know, and obviously they have a few men missing and, and so on. So, you know, you know, you have to keep, keep everything in perspective. But, no, to come down to, to Kerry any time and, and, and beat a, a strong team like they have, you know, it, it is, there's, there's no doubt it's a, it's, a, it's a great victory for us. And, uh, you know, for the boys, it's just it's for, for the amount of work they've, they've put in, it's, it's great. And it, it's, it's, a, it's a confidence booster going forward. Not only does it secure division, 
in one status, but right on the verge of a semi-final spot. Yeah, that's right. You know, and that that's that's the beauty of it. But you know, we we said at the start, it wasn't a case of coming in and trying to hang on and, and scrape a few points to to get into into you know to avoid relegation. We were very keen to, to to go in with a real positive mindset and attack every game and, and try to win every game. And you know, that's that that has stood well to us. And it'll be the same next Sunday. You know, regardless of I know regardless of what way it is. You know, we want to again, as I say, we want to test ourselves against all these top teams and, and see what we can learn from it and we'll be doing that again against Dublin next weekend So Monaghan can still reach the semi-finals and that was their manager Malachy O'Rourke before him you heard from All-Ireland winning manager with Kerry Eamon Fitzmaurice who mathematically can actually still reach the semi-finals but their immediate priority and their first priority next week against Tyrone in Oma is to win and stay up Derry already gone they were relegated following an 8 points to 4 defeat to Dublin in Crow Park on Saturday night Brian McIver He's the Oakleafers manager. He says rule changes may be needed. He doesn't want to play the kind of ultra defensive football that we saw in that game, but they have no choice. What do they do? Open themselves up and get a battering from a team like Dublin? It's a tough one to call. Anyway, uh, let's talk about Cork. They guaranteed a semi-final spot after a late Brian Hurley goal gave them victory over Mayo. Now, seven weeks before they meet in the Ulster Championship, Donegal sent Tyrone a message with a 113-6 to six points win in Bally Buffet. Uh, that leaves Mickey Hartside staring at relegation. Of course, we mentioned that they play Kerry next week. Longford secured promotion from Division 4 following a 13 points to 10 win over Offaly. Armagh also securing promotion this weekend with a 10 points to 8 win over Neighbours Louth in Division 3. Fermanagh are also going up from that division. This is the Rewind on News Talk. I'm Oisín Langan. Rugby now and Leinster host Bath this Saturday at the Aviva in the Champions Cup. In a match you can hear live on Off the Ball. It is, of course, a quarter-final. Let's hear from forwards coach Leo Cullen. At first, out-half come centre Ian Madigan. On last Friday's dramatic 34-all draw with the Warriors, Leinster were 27-7 down at half-time in this game. One of those, one of those games where we're a small bit slow out of the blocks and... Um, we're chasing, chasing shadows a bit in the first half, and you know we fell off too many tackles. And um, in fairness to Glasgow, I thought they were very clinical and took their opportunities very well. And they used the wind um, to their advantage, in the, in, you know, in the first half. And every time they seemed to get into our, our, our twenty-two, they came away with points. Um, but you know, we went into the sheds at halftime, and um, I think we, the way we reacted was very positive, and um, it was as good a performance we've put together, you know, for maybe twenty-five minutes of that second half. And, We'll be looking to, to piece that together for 80 minutes this weekend. You know, the, the, the way the format of the competition is now, you know, you've less less time to, to, to gel. and um, It's a big challenge for both sides. You know, Bath have a lot of internationals in their, in their team as well. And, um, I think whichever team adapts best um, in gelling back together will probably be the team that wins at the weekend. You can see for sure, you know, the, the experience that guys get at that level playing against, you know, the best players in the Northern Hemisphere. So, you know, to have guys who've come through and to, you know, to represent Ireland with sort of that le- those levels of performance and, you know, it gives those guys great confidence as they come back into the mix here. And, you know, we're hoping we can sort of suck a little bit of information out of them as well about some of the players that we will face, even, you know, some of the guys would have played against some of the players that will be playing for Bath on Saturday so already they all have a bit of a head start you know so you know trying to get as much information out of the players as possible from our end is is really really important I think we're, we're a team that's definitely moving forward um, you know if you look at you know where we were last year we did an away quarter final so we have a home quarter final this year so that has to be a step forward um, we're not as you know you're not, we're not as high up in the league as we were at this stage last year but you know we're I think we're only 8 points from the top and um, I think six points from second with four, four, four games to go so you know um, 
we feel as well with the the dynamics of our squad. We've got a lot of players who are back fully fit. Um, you know, we do you know an awful, awfully bad injury hit team at the, you know at the start of the year. And I think we cope very well to you know get out of our group and to win our group. And um, you know, we're still very much in the mix for the league. So. Um, no, I definitely think we're a team that, that is moving forward. Yeah, I'll go down and kick in. Um, I usually go down on uh, eleven o'clock on, on the Wednesday and kick for you know an hour, hour and twenty minutes. And uh, luckily enough, with because uh, I was lucky enough to be involved with the Irish setup, you know, I'm quite familiar with the stadium now. And, um, you know, it's, it's a pitch I love playing on. It's a fast track. It's big, and uh, the support is, is is fantastic there. You know, we were a few points down in, in the Hurricanes game, and the, the, the noise is incredible. And, um, we'd be looking for the same again this weekend This is the Rewind on News Talk that's Ian Madigan and Leo Cullen of Leinster on Saturday's Champions Cup quarterfinal at home to Bath in the Aviva a game you can hear live on Off the Ball Connacht are away to Gloucester in their quarterfinal of the Challenge Cup at King's Home on Friday night they were beaten 42-20 by Munster in Thoman Park last Saturday not what you'd call ideal preparation the province will play in the Champions Cup next season if they finish 6th or above at the moment they're 6th but they're on the same points as Edinburgh. After Saturday's defeat at Tubman Park, Pat Lamb, the coach, spoke about what went wrong and he also looks ahead to the game against Gloucester. Yeah, I mean, obviously we're disappointed. Um, probably the score, uh, you know, got away from us in that last 10 minutes and probably didn't reflect the effort that was put in. Uh, you know, obviously pretty proud of the guys. Uh, we had a lot of disruptions and during that, even throughout the game, a few boys went gone down. And, um, but... Um, you know, there was things that we, you know, some key moments in the game where we uh, turned ball over. You know, where we tried to put some pressure over, relieved it. Um, you know, we didn't find touch, not straight, penalised, and uh, you know, uh, not holding our scrum up. And um, once once they got into our, their 22, and that's you know, and they're big, big, big guys. So um, I think all in all, you know, full credit to, to Munster. Uh, we knew they were. Uh, they were up for this game and uh, it, was, it was a good battle up until that last 10-15 minutes Yeah, the big turning point in the game maybe was just the way Munster got that second try it starts with a mall on their own 10 metre line and it was it was kind of maybe the dominance around the fringes that we haven't seen a lot of teams get against Connacht this season Yeah, I mean, uh, and again um, I think, you know, we, we, we worked hard with some, um, to try and keep him out of there and uh, I think there was a bit of play leading up to one of the tries I'm not sure if it was the second or the third one where we you know, we had a penalty and uh, we went to kick it. To, you know, we missed touch, and then they—I think it was a scrum, a scrum of that uh, penalty of that scrum because we didn't hold it up, and then they kicked it down. So I'm sitting there going, "We should be over there." Now we're playing down this end, just like that, and uh, and I think they 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 um, they went direct and scored. So um, you know, we just have to regroup. I think. You know, I think we, we, we still haven't dropped out of the top six uh, for the whole season and that's a credit for all the work that's been done so far. But we've got four games now to uh, to try and finish us off, you know, and um, we could we'll park it for the moment, get into the Challenge Cup against the quarterfinal against Gloucester, which was a six-day turnaround and be a big, big game. And then um, come back back to the sports ground, which we'll look forward to uh, against Ulster. There was in total in the game maybe four visits to the 22 where Connick Major knocked it we have, as I said, we're having to rely on a on a on a small squad, and um, and injuries are taking its toll now. You know, when you consider, you know, there's Robbie Henshaw, Bundy Aki, uh, Dave McSherry, That's their top three gone. Then now Connor Finn looks like he's uh, could be gone. To, does the injury doesn't look too good, um, and uh, so we're we're certainly scratching for you know midfield. Uh, sorry, Craig Ronison uh, went down. Wouldn't believe got a call late last night. Gone down with the flu and uh, uh, throat infection. 
um, so rocked up at 12 and had to pull out late. Um, so that's why I got pulled in. So um, you know, we're just having a run in, in one particular area, which is, which has effects. But um, we just regroup and um, you know, and uh, take take some of the good stuff uh, out of it and, and and head down to Gloucester. And um, you know, we're pretty positive to uh, get down there. It's a one-off game and. This is the Rewind on News Talk. I'm Oshin Langan and that's Connor coach Pat Lamb on next Friday's Challenge Cup game against Gloucester and last Saturday's defeat to Munster at Thurman Park. Now in golf, Waterford's Kevin Phelan had a second top five finish of the year over the weekend at the Trophy Hassan. After his final round, he spoke to our reporter, Nick Dye. Yeah, I played, played nicely all week. Um, didn't hold very many putts the last two days, but uh, ball striking was very good, so lots of chances and um, didn't find myself struggling for power too often, um, which is always nice. But uh, it would be nice to hold a few more putts. Yeah. Well, the score does suggest that it's nice and controlled, and that you were in there in the mix all the way throughout. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's the same score every day, which I don't know if I've ever done before. Um, but uh, yeah, I was definitely in with a great shot there, and um, did my best now coming down the stretch, but just couldn't manage any more birdies. Are you a leaderboard watcher? Were you quite aware of where you were? I would prefer not to be, but it's kind of hard to avoid them. Um, so, yeah, I, I knew where I was, yeah. You certainly knew that it was going to be congested anyway. There were so many players in with a shout, weren't there? Yeah, yeah, it would have been nice to get one more there. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I did my best and uh, we'll see now. But, um, yeah, I'm quite happy with the week. Well, you never know, it could yet be a huge playoff, so we mustn't just say <laughs> you're, you're down in second or third. But yeah. what's your gut feeling? I don't think I'll, I'll win. Um, uh, I reckon the lads will... I'm not sure what hole they're on, but um, the 17th is playing. It's not too difficult, so I reckon there'll be a few birdies there. Um, but, uh, yeah, I'm, I mean, I've done all I can do now, so we'll just sit back and ride. Well, I know we've touched on this across the week, but this isn't a bad start to 2015, is it? Yeah, it's great. Um, I only had, had two top tens last year, and... Um, I've had two, two probably you know top five so far this year. Um, so it's nice to get off to a good start and hopefully build on it. We rarely speak to players about money, but is it kind of nice to get money in the bank as well, knowing there's a whole year to pay for ahead? Yeah, yeah. Well, especially with my position, um, you know, I've, I was I didn't really know which tour to play on this year. Um, I'm kind of in between Challenge and European Tour, so with two good finishes now, I'll probably try and just play as many on the big tour as I can This is the Rewind on News Talk and that's golfer Kevin Phelan speaking to Nick Dye a fantastic performance by him over the weekend next week by the way join us for a big Masters preview for the first time in God knows how long actually I'm not sure exactly how long but either way Tiger Woods is now outside of the top 100 but the player himself doesn't think he's done as a force in the sport that's something we might address next week don't forget the golf podcast by the way available on newstalk.com uh, later in the week on Thursday. Now, Raf joins us for one last look at the football this weekend. Raf Ireland won all with Poland. Wes Houlihan came in for a lot of praise from Eamon Dunphy after the game. Uh, did Dunph go overboard in his praise or was Houlihan actually that good? I think uh, if you're comparing him to Iniesta, yeah, that's uh, definitely overboard. But the, I think I do agree with his, his wider point. Where Wes is kind of he's stylistically similar to those players in that he wants to get on the ball he wants to you know he wants to get he actually run deep get the ball and then actually just 
play it play it off the teammates, get it back and actually dictate play. And we don't we haven't had a player like that for quite a long time because you could probably say James McCarthy has a lot of those attributes, but he doesn't have that uh, will to dic- to dominate a game in the way Wes would actually look to do and always be on the ball. Man of the match last night, what did he do? Did he step up and do that or did he do it for a certain part of the game or was he brought into it by changes made well, by I, Martin O'Neill? He wasn't really in the game in the first half but then again the team seemed to be going quite long um, and passes were quite aimless at certain points of the game and then second half they did like he did he was kind of brought in by his teammates and that seemed to at least you know give him a bit of influence in terms of what was going on on the pitch but i think it was more so just changes in you know tactics and way that he was actually brought in more infield and things like that you know what did we do right in the second half that we didn't do so right in the first half or was it just a case that we grew into the game poland got a lucky goal hadn't many chances aside from that and one all maybe it's not quite fair, but it's not bad. Even, you know, we, we actually had a decent enough performance. Well, the word I'd kind of jump onto is intensity, which can be probably a lazy thing to jump yeah. to. But it actually, they just seemed a lot more aggressive. I know there's a lot made about the James McLean tackle on Millick, but that was just one small example of, you know, where they weren't letting Poland, you know, you know spend too much time on the ball. They were getting at them and also making a lot of headway down the flanks as well. Like, particularly, I know Robbie ba- Brady was poor in the first half, uh, but and Seamus Coleman as well, in fairness, in, in in that first half as well. But the second half, they were getting forwards. They were at least putting a little bit of pressure on the Polish defence, and that seemed to at least... Uh, it gave us a bit of a platform, particularly, um, particularly going forwards, and I suppose that's what made the Polish defence creak at the very end, and we got the goal. Where do we need to improve for the Scotland game? Because if we can if we can bring it to Poland, if we can boss them, we can boss Scotland. Germany are the only team left in this group that we can't really technically compete with. Now, you know, football obviously yeah, no, football doesn't, be, work, yeah. Yeah, it doesn't quite work like that, but, but you see where I'm going with this. If we can do that to Poland and put in a performance where we could, we could have won, surely we can do it to Scotland. The only thing I'd say about Scotland... They are, they're also quite as gritty as us when they want to be. Um, yeah. they're, they've really come on under Gordon Strachan. So it's not, it's, it's, if we play to our potential, we will, we can beat them at home anyway. And the thing is, we have to beat them. There's no kind of, there's no ifs or buts yeah. about it. The way the group panned out and the fact that we lost up in Scotland means, you know, if we have any realistic hope of getting into a playoff spot, we have to beat them. And I suppose that's the motivation. So it's about dominating play, really. And you have to have Wes Hoolan in the team. And in terms of that type of game where we do need to get a win, you need to have Robbie Keane in there. So it's do you part- really need Robbie Keane? He's a finisher, but like, even though he hit the post last night, he was anonymous at times. I felt if Shane Long was in there, he could have come deep and collect ball, or even a Kevin Doyle with game time under his belt. I can, that kind of yeah, in terms of the formation, if you're going to play someone, a lone striker up front, you're not going to... And Robbie Keane has admitted that himself. Yeah. But I think maybe it's time to think, is a back three something we should be even thinking about where, you know, we have some great players on the flanks and I think we're lucky that we have someone like Seamus Coleman who can almost be uh, a, almost a right winger. Were we still... essentially doing that though last night in some ways with Coleman and Brady bombing on? Even we though were, it didn't yeah. quite work out for Brady at times, but we he were, was always But trying. I think it would have been also nicer maybe even in the first half to have an extra defender there. So you have three players back as a proper back three, almost like what Liverpool do. And then you just have two wing backs who don't have to worry too much about looking behind them but can actually concentrate on going forwards and the fact that you have a sort of three five two means Wes and Robbie can play in the same team which I think is it's something we should probably even look to because 
Robbie's our best finisher, no question about it. I know Shane Long was the guy who, got, who scored the goal yesterday, but that's only his second goal in a competitive game. He's he does give up quite a lot of chances as well. So you know, I would I would still have I would have I would possibly have Long in the team alongside Robbie, but I think you need to have our best players in their best positions, and maybe that's the formation to go for. And even if that means you know leaving out somebody like Aidan McGeady. Ralph, when, when can we catch up with uh, Team Thirty Three this week? The usual time, Tuesday midnight, and also Friday 11, but uh, the podcast goes out Tuesday afternoon, so uh, we're, we'll be talking a lot about Ireland as well, and a few other things. Okay, Raf Diallo of Team 33, thanks for joining us on the Monday Rewind. Remember, you can contact us at any stage uh, over the week on mondayrewind at newstalk.com, or you can catch me on Twitter at Oshin Langan is where you'll find me. Don't forget Off the Ball on air every night this week, Monday to Friday from 7 o'clock from 9 to 10, it's the football show, and next Saturday at 2 They'll be building up to the big game Leinster against Bath at the Aviva. It's the Champions Cup quarterfinal. It's live on News Talk. On Sunday, by the way, they're back with live and exclusive Premier League football. Until next week, goodbye and good luck. It'll probably come down to the wire. It'll probably come down to the last couple of games. And, you know, it's had to be a loss tonight. And it would have been a you know, big blow for us, of course. But we've still got a lot of games to go. And who knows what that point's going to do at the end of the campaign. But it was, it was a massive point. I'm happy with the. You know, certainly getting the, the goal at the end and, and getting a point, we certainly deserves it. There's no question about it. Uh, would have been a travesty if we didn't. If we didn't get something out again. It took us a while to, to get into him, and I think the gaff had changed the shape a little bit. And ever since then, we were right in the game. You know, we'd have been very disappointed not to come away with a draw out of that, even though we did nick it at the end. But I uh, thought we caused them all sorts of problems in the second half, and we could have even got the win. It would have been a shame tonight for us, you know, I'm talking about if we had not got something out of that game. It keeps it alive. It's difficult. We've got game, big, big match now against Scotland. Probably have to win it. And if we if we show the same ability, commitment, and drive and determination as we shown uh, as we showed in the second half, there's no reason why we can't do that. From Brady sold Wilson short, and Pisco scores. It was a goal could have been avoided. I think we've, we've sort of our own doing in the corner. We could have cleared it a couple of times. And to be fair to the guy, he's, he's, he probably couldn't hit it any better. It's, it's flew off his foot and um, it was gone past me in a blur. So it's, it's really, he's really connected with it. You know, he's had a true strike on it. And, but we're just disappointed in the way it's come around. You know, I think it could have been avoided. Most important thing was, although we've given away the goal, we're still in the match. And we, and, and we, I think we felt at half time that we hadn't performed maybe to the ability that, that we possess in the side. And I think those are the things. It's important to keep belief. You know, that, 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 that belief is so important. And I know that the players, whatever you say about them, they will give absolutely everything for the cause. We've scored late goals now in Georgia. We scored a late goal in Germany. And we scored a late goal here. And so that says something about the character of the team. I know these words are well and truly overused. Uh, but we certainly have that. We possess that. We might There might be a few other things that might be missing, but we possess that. Maybe showed them a little bit too much respect. I think we dropped off a little bit too much. But then you see the, the difference in the second half. They couldn't get couldn't get out of their own half. They had no chance. I think they had one corner maybe in the game. But the second half, you know, full credit to the players. We showed a lot of a lot of character, a lot of heart. To, you know, you've seen the, the desperation for for us to get back into that game. And unlucky a couple of times just before that, we had got an earlier goal. I think, you know, we were put a lot of pressure on them. I think we probably would have gone and probably probably nicked it, uh, hit the post to, with the cross from Robbie, and then my header uh, had to keep us safe. I pushed onto the post. So maybe we got an earlier goal. It would have been a different game. As Brady. Lifts it in and they go right in on top of the goalkeeper, but the ball drifts wide anyway. But it is a corner. Yeah, goalkeeper didn't look comfortable there, did he? With a lot of pressure on him, a lot of Irish players coming in to get close to Fabiazzi, who felt that he was fouled.
And you said unlucky on the equaliser. Why unlucky? I think there should be a free kick on me. Uh, but then the referee decided in a, in a different way. So I think, uh, yeah, a bit unlucky. Right corner all the way out towards Hulan. Shane Long! Another late show from Ireland! And it's the substitute who's performed the rescue act! I think that James McLean coming on uh, gave us a, a, an extra impetus just for that moment or two when perhaps maybe that we, we, we looked as if we might be losing it and, and Poland maybe were stabilising themselves and then Shane coming on and scoring the goal. I'm absolutely delighted, delighted with the performance, delighted. And, but there were some players who had started the game, I thought they had big second half performances as well.